Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hey, welcome everybody to another edition of Inside the Coach's Headset, brought to you by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent right here in Cookville at 425 East Broad Street. Or you can call Tony for all your insurance needs at 528-7075. You're listening to Inside the Coach's Headset on ucsportsnation.com. We would appreciate it if you would share a podcast, let everybody know what we're doing, and really appreciate everyone listening on each and every time that that you pull our website and our podcast up. Today, we're kind of shifting gears a little bit, we're talking about coaches, but not necessarily athletic coaches. We're talking with Drew Teague and C.J. Anderson from the Upper Cumberland Young Life Organization. They are uh, uh, more life coaches, and, and one thing that I really wanted to bring to this podcast, and I think you've picked up on some of the other coaches that we've talked about, is the importance of, of having a good uh, foundation in Jesus Christ and, and bringing up uh, – how they bring their coaching styles and really uh, allowing their relationship with Christ to be the foundation of how they handle with kids. And I don't think anybody is, is more uh, really qualified than these two guys. So, Drew, CJ, thanks for coming on, and welcome to the podcast. Absolutely. So Thank glad to be here. Us. Yeah. Uh, let's, for those who uh, may not know what Young Life is, um, in the Upper Cumberland, or or and Young Life is not just in the Upper Cumberland; it's it's nationwide, really. But why don't you tell us a little bit on the history of Upper of Young Life and the Upper Cumberland, and and the growth that you guys have seen? Absolutely, yeah. Young Life has been in the Upper Cumberland, really in Sparta, since about 1980. And um, it, it, Young Life is it's actually an international ministry. It's in about a hundred countries around the world. And we are a non-denominational Christian outreach uh, ministry. We're um, seeking to introduce adolescents to Jesus and help uh, them grow in their faith. And so really it, with that mission that started back in 1940 in Texas, uh, John and Terry Sims in Sparta knew of Young Life. Terry was involved when she was in high school from Knoxville. And when they were living in Sparta, th- there was no Young Life. And, and they saw a need in the community for teenagers to have someone who cared about them in a, in a different way and would walk alongside them and ultimately introduce them to Christ and help them grow in their faith. So they kept asking for Young Life to come to Sparta. They kept uh, being told that Sparta was too small uh, for, for them to start a Young Life program in those days. So finally, uh, the regional director at the time looked at John and said, I think you should do it if you really need Young Life. And John and Terry, they took the banner and they held it high, and, and they really started Young Life at White County High School all those years ago. And so many people throughout the, the last almost 40 years in Sparta's life is different because of their willingness to, to say yes and start investing in teenagers uh, beyond their own house um, so that they might know Jesus in a new way. And and now you're in uh, four high schools? Yeah, so Young Life is now in four high schools, Cookville, uh, White County, Livingston Academy, and Upperman. We're in three middle schools uh, with our wildlife program, which is just Young Life to middle school students. We appropriately call it wildlife. <laughs> it's pretty uh, it's pretty wild and crazy, but that's an Avery Trace, All Good, and Prescott South Middle School. And 
you know, really, we are the only Young Life ministry on Interstate 40 from Knoxville to Nashville. So the the world is a limit on, on where we would hope Young Life's ministry would grow and, and really want to continue to see it move into the high schools um, that are right next to us in, in Monterey and the different counties that touch us. Um, but also want to continue to grow our middle school ministry. And hopefully we're actually already in the beginning stages of starting wildlife's ministry at White County Middle School, which will be, an, you know, that'll kind of put us at eight schools around um, the area and hoping for more. And a lot of the things that, that you guys do uh, is definitely kid-centered. It's got to be fun for them to to come back you know they might give it a try one time and if they don't have a if they don't have fun the first time they're not going to have uh, any sort of interest in coming back what do you guys do during i think you call them club meetings uh what do you guys do and how is it structured really to to keep the kids coming back uh young life club is honestly i mean it's it's one of the coolest things that i, I actually i think it's the coolest thing that we do um, we, on a Monday night, we have all of our friends come out and, and to them, what looks like, you know, a, a bunch of games and a bunch of songs and a bunch of silliness kind of, kind of happening. But behind the scenes, there's really a lot of structure and there's a lot of intentionality that goes into the way that we kind of plan things and the way that we, that we actually do things. And so we, you know, we start off tonight with, with music or with a mixer actually, uh, and, and kind of the idea behind the mixer is just to, to get everybody in a place where everyone's on the same level. Uh, everybody's included. Nobody's, you know, no one's against the walls and, um, and, and kind of the goal with the night is to, is to kind of funnel it down from, you know, from, from everybody being here on a scale of, you know, 10 on energy kind of down to, you know, to like a one and, you know, so we can focus in and listen to whoever's talking. Um, and whoever's giving the message. And so it's, it's really cool because in all honesty, it's, it's not just the best place, but it's also the most fun place for a kid to be on a, on a Monday night. There's nothing better that's, that's going on. And uh, these club meetings, they're not put on. And I, I can say this because I, I feel like somewhat of a, an old fuddy duddy or an old dude <laughs> or something like that. You got to have high energy leadership. You've got to have, uh, you know, people who, who can really relate to kids. So mm-hmm. Drew, talk to us about the, the process of, of who, what makes a good young life leader, uh, the characteristics of that. You know, I think CJ is probably the model mm-hmm. if, if there is one, For sure. but, uh, what, what is the characteristics and the model of having an effective young life leader? Yeah, I would say a young life leader um, broadly, is someone who loves Jesus and loves teenagers, and um, you know both of those thing, things are important. That, that we want to love God in a way um, that other people would want to love God, but also to love the audience that we're reaching out to. And if you look at someone like CJ or, or the other fifty-five kind of plus leaders that we have in our Young Life area. There's also a sense that there are people that are willing um, to step out of their comfort zone and to engage people right where they are. It just so happens to be teenagers in our ministry. But the courage and the willingness and the energy to walk into a situation that is not theirs, you know, of 
cafeteria during the middle of a high school um, school day or the student section on a Friday night at a football game, someone who's willing to walk into that with energy in hopes of building relationships. So I would say our leaders are people that are, are, are courageous. They're people who understand how to initiate um, relationships and, and initiate conversations. And at the end of the day, there are people who believe in the power of relationships. Young Life is since you know the beginning of Young Life in the 40s and here in the 80s, it has been centered on relationships, centered on people who are willing to um, kind of build this bridge of friendship um, in order to cross over and to have significant conversations that will impact somebody's life. And CJ, uh, I know that, and you've been doing Young Life, uh, I think six or seven years now. I think it's what you've told me, but um, there's there's the the relationship side of of creating something with someone who's in high school who could be going through all kinds of stuff and, and things that honestly. I, I, a lot of us would be scared to death of even facing these kids go through on a daily basis. Mm. Um, how, how do you, uh, when you see someone who know, who you know is, is going through a tough time, who's hurting, uh, on an emotional level and kind of seeking someone to kind of open up to, how do you identify that? And how do you really approach, uh, establishing that relationship in order to ultimately lead them to a relationship with God. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Drew actually has done a really good job of of setting the leaders and, and myself in this area up well to kind of do that. And the way that we kind of go about that is is in I think in his words he he calls it, you know, there's there's respective turfs. And first, you know, the the only way that you can really have a relationship with somebody is, you know, by by knowing them. And so the way that you get to know a high school kid, because they're significantly younger than most of us, uh, is first you have to go to where they are. And so you go to their turf. Um, so we go to where they are. We go to the cafeterias. We go to the, you know, we go to the games. We're, we're in their pep rallies. We're, we're walking around the hallways. And thankfully, you know, we have the relationships in the school with the, with the faculty where we can do that, um, which is a blessing. And then the goal is to be able to move from, from their turf to, to neutral turf which is, you know, Young Life Club, which is um, KFC. It is Taco Bell, you know, uh, you know, just going to a place where we can where we can meet kind of in the middle. Um, and then and then lastly is like being being in a place in y'all's friendship where they're comfortable enough to come to your turf, where kids are, are willing to come and maybe, you know, come to your house and sit in your living room and, and watch a movie or play a board game or open the Bible Um and so I think that that's kind of the biggest way that we that we kind of go about doing that. And I think that that's what I think sets us up to be able to have those relationships with kids, because otherwise, you know, I, I mean, I think about even my life and because I was at one point in time on the other side of it because I had a young life leader when I was in high school. And, um, you know, I for a long time, I kind of pushed him away and, you know, and he was able to see the things that were going on in my life and he knew about the things that I was doing and. Um, but he didn't know me well enough to approach me and have a conversation about it. He had to, he had to spend time with me. He had to kind of get me out of my comfort zone. He had to get, you know, he like had to invite me into something. Um, and that's what he did. And, and that's what we get the opportunity to do. Um, and so we, we befriend high school kids and, um, in a way that is genuine and authentic, um, and relational 
And and what is really, really cool is we get to a point with these kids where, you know, we're genuinely friends with them. And it's not so much that we have to ask about what's going on, but they're, you know, more willing to just tell you what's going on. Because like you said, they are looking for somebody, um, you know, to share these things with. They're looking for someone to confide in. And um, it, it just so happens that that as we build those relationships and as we earn the right to, to be to be heard and as we earn their trust, um, they you know, they invite you in. Uh, Drew, I know that, uh, you know, because the Young Life organization, even though it started in Sparta, um, you know, it's been around for 40 years and, and has grown. How important has it been and how thankful can can you guys be and attribute to the success of the program uh, going back to the administration of these schools and, and the, the principals, the the, the school boards themselves mm-hmm. and, and really being able to open up the doors and give you guys an opportunity to go in and be there when the kids are eating lunch or, or be there in the mornings, you know, as they come into school, those types of things. How how important and how much do you attribute the success of the program to those to those relationships? Uh, I would say it, it'd be impossible to measure the impact on teenagers' lives through Young Life because of the administrations of the schools in the mm-hmm. Upper Cumberland. Um, they are uh, – we consider them partners in, in what we're doing. No matter their familiarity or their, you know, really complete understanding of all of the things that we're, we're doing outside of their school, um, the fact that they are trusting us enough to enter into the lives of, of folks that are underneath their supervision and care – is um, it's just irreplaceable, and we're able to meet teenagers that we would not meet if we could not be in the schools. And and that's you know we talk a lot about that we want to reach every teenager, and we realize that we won't. But our goal is to reach every teenager, every type of teenager, and to do so we have to be where they are because not every teenager is going to be at a football game on a Friday night. Some teenagers we get to um, have relationships with they would never set foot. At a football game, they may not. They may be working. They may not have the opportunity. And probably the best example in the recent years of that is as we've started our ministry to teen moms, young lives. Uh, that has been a direct result out of partnerships with schools. Uh, here's a kind of segment of the population that we were missing. You know, we weren't reaching uh, these girls because they weren't in the same places as other teenagers their age. And the school, to their credit, we're looking at the same population saying, we feel like we're missing these girls. We're watching them drop out of school and mm. move on to different things. And so we were able to partner with the school to be able to move towards um, a teenager who just happens to have a baby or be having a baby. That would not be happening if it wasn't from the conversations that we had um, at Cookville High School or White County High School at Upman and Livingston in in these middle schools. It would not be happening without conversations with superintendents and people who are on our team. So we're eternally grateful. We're talking with Drew Teague and C.J. Anderson of the Upper Cumberland Young Life Organization right here on Inside the Coach's Headset, sponsored by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. And you are listening to Inside the Coach's Headset on ucsportsnation.com. Guys, I, I know that... You do a whole lot more than just club meetings uh, on Monday nights, and uh, you know, especially with with everything that's got going on uh, with that. Which you know, 
my kids have been a part of and 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 uh they can't wait until monday night uh, you know a lot of kids can't wait until friday uh, these kids can't wait until monday night to go to young life but um that's just kind of tip of the iceberg obviously it, it's the icebreaker really but mm-hmm. Uh, in in coaching these kids, not only with to get a, a closer or to establish and then get a closer relationship with God, uh, you're you're teaching them to be better people in the community, uh, to be to be leaders, not just you know uh, someone who just follows the rules, but really those who who set the tone. Um, I, I want to kind of expand on uh, what you guys do with camps as well as uh, your campaigners program that that you have but i i want you to kind of explain it in a way that that um it, it kind of the maturation of the kid buying in to the young life program through club meetings and then how they get to be able to kind of get in deeper with young life hmm. yeah that's a great question i would say as we continue to invest in the lives of kids, we want to do so in different ways, as you said, not just on a Monday night and not just throughout the week in their school. And camp is a, a wonderful way we get to do that. There's Young Life properties across the, the nation. I think there's about 25 of them right now that are really considered resorts for teenagers. And we want to take yeah. teenagers out of their element and into this magical Narnia-like place so that they can really consider – um, where their life is and really consider uh, what part of their life um, God is playing, if any. And and that's such a, a starting point for a lot, a lot of teenagers. And as we come back home, we want to continue those conversations. And we do that at a place called Campaigners. It's a terrible name. Mm. It sounds like we're running for office, but it really started <laughs> because uh, Young Life was incorporated as this organization, the Young Life Campaign. That's That's how it started. And so people that were really involved they started calling themselves campaigners, and here we are almost 80 years later, and we haven't, we haven't changed the name yet. But those are kids, as you're saying, those are kids that are stepping into um, more really ownership first of their own life, that they want to be more involved. They want to take faith uh, matters more seriously. It's also a place where we're inviting them to take ownership over their school, and, and we want to invite them into leadership and what we're doing through Young Life to have a mindset outside of themselves. I mean, that's a quality that I think will allow them to succeed in all aspects of their life. But it's also a quality that we saw in Jesus, that he was always looking outside of himself, always looking outside of the closest people to him. So we get to look at a senior at White County High School and say, what if you walked over to a different lunch table? Everybody else in that room is concerned with themselves and who they're sitting with. And what if you... Uh, because of what you believe and because of what is, you know, you've seen done in your own life, if you stepped across and walked across the room to someone who's sitting by themselves and put your arm around them and asked them how they were doing, uh, we're really trying to give them opportunities to live out this life that we've talked to them about. And, and I, I love that because um, I think a lot of cases, those who, kind of step up and be in those leadership positions those oftentimes and and i'm certainly uh can raise my hand before anybody else a lot of times those were the ones that were probably leading some things in in the direction away from god mm-hmm. yeah and, and they kind of get a, a a reputation or a stigma because high school is just deadly with social 
you know, drama and everything else, uh, they, they're the ones that's probably being claimed as being hypocritical, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, you did X mm-hmm. over here, but now, you, you know, you're, you're leading a Bible study or, mm-hmm. or you're encouraging people to go to, you know, young life club meetings or go to camp or something like that. You know, you're, you're, you're playing both sides of the fence here. Uh, I, I know as, as a leader, CJ, those things come up and for you to establish a relationship with someone who may have a predisposed opinion about young life as a whole, because of those who attend club meetings and go to camp and do some of those other things, how do you break through that wall to kind of show them that people do have an opportunity to right the ship and change their ways versus what they used to be and kind of give, get a second chance through Christ. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like I, I was the kid. <laughs> I feel like I was the kid that everybody was like, wait a minute. Like he's at club on Monday, but like, I know where he was on Friday. Like, I'm not going to that place. Like I know, like I, I know what he was doing. Um, but, but one of the really cool conversations that you get to have with, with, with our high school friends, I think when you've, when you've earned the right, uh, especially is you get a chance to say, Hey, you know, Jesus didn't come, you know, just, just for any, you know, he didn't come for just a group of people. Like he came for everybody. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the whole thing of, you know, healthy people don't go to the doctor, mm-hmm. sick people go to the doctor, you know, um, and, and kind of helping, helping our friends understand and, and kind of have the mentality of, Hey, like if, if that is the case and, and, you know, and someone is maybe living on, on both sides of the fence, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you want to encourage them to like keep coming to a place where they can, you know, can hear about, you know, Jesus and hear about, you know, life in a, in a way that is so much more fulfilling and so much more satisfying. Um, and I think that, I think that once you've, once you've, you know, and a lot of times it, I think it is the kids who, you know, end up coming around a little bit more who, who kind of see those things. But, uh, you know, I think, I think in campaigners in, in a safe place, um, which it is, I think, you know, the door is open for those conversations to be able to say like, Hey guys, like we want y'all to invite like your friends. We want you to invite like the people who you feel like would never normally come to something like this. Um, because those are the ones that we want here. Those are the kids that we want here. And, and like Drew said earlier, um, you know, kind of the furthest out kid, um, you know, and I, and I've been blessed and have been able to see examples of that examples of the furthest out kid, you know, the, the kids who you, who you thought like, there's absolutely no way, um, that this kid is going to come to, to, to club and that kid comes to club and that kid goes to campaigners. And that kid goes to camp and, and the Lord absolutely wrecks his life or her life. Uh, and, and their lives and their stories are forever changed. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that, you know, I think that it's really cool because I think what ends up happening is we, we end up having kind of these expectations. Um, but we get to kind of see the Lord, like we kind of get to see his, his glory and his power in it because, on our own, it's like no, there's there's no way that's gonna happen. But those kids somehow end up showing up, yeah. and they keep coming back. And so, and what and one of the ways we see that most often the Upper Cumberland is we have a room full of leaders 
uh, most a lot of college students who are walking back in the lives of teenagers who were that teenager mm-hmm. that CJ was talking mm-hmm. about in these schools. You know, we every we have seven schools um, that we have ministry in right now, and seven for seven we have a White County High School graduate who is walking into the lives of of students at another school. So we're watching people's lives change, and we get to hold that up and say, "This is true." Mm. Your life can change. Look, look at them. Look at they were literally where you were. Yeah. And that was the kind of the next question I was going to ask you guys is, is for as long as as uh, Young Life has been in this area and for as long as you guys have been involved, you've, you've kind of seen the freshman all the way through the college graduate and, and forward. Uh, what kind of impact have you seen? And obviously we won't, we won't name any names, but. Uh, knowing how some of these kids came into Young Life originally and, and some of the struggles that they were facing uh, on a daily basis with them and then seeing them now, uh, you know, I, I can imagine that, you know, we've got business leaders and, and, and a whole lot of other influential people within our community who have come through this Young Life program. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's what I love most about my job in this place is it's hardly a day that I walk through these towns and don't run into someone whose life was impacted through the ministry of Young Life. I've been here seven years. Me and CJ actually moved to Cookville the same year. And even over those seven years, the way we've watched people's lives change right in front of us. And some of those people are already, you know, have already graduated college and are investing back in this community or their own community. It's it's unbelievable. It again, one of the greatest gifts of my role in this place is that Young Life has been here for so long that we get to watch the way the impact of the ministry in high school or middle school is impacting the way that they are a business owner, a stay-at-home mom, a teacher, a coach, all of these things. The coaches, you know, that were on this podcast, these coaches, I'm sure they're set in these seats who have a different mindset about the way in which they interact with the kids on their teams because of the way a young life leader interacted with them. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about coaching, I, I, I know, uh, I know drew you used to, to be on the, the couple high school football staff. That's right. And, uh, I've, I've, and I won't hold that against you because <laughs> I'm a white County guy, but, uh, cause we have nothing to t- say really about that at all. But, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, the first year I was here, it was the the year the streak broke. Really, first Cookville Sparta uh, game I ever I, went to, I we was, got beat. I was in the stands, and <laughs> there were there were crying people in the stands. Yeah, when, I thought when, I was the curse. I thought I brought <laughs> brought something. No, you wasn't, obviously. But um, but you know, and I've heard CJ also uh, talking to kids who are athletes that are involved in in the Young Life Ministry and coming to clubs and everything. And and really, you know, not just creating a relationship with these guys isn't just, hey, have you read your Bible today? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you had your quiet time today, you know, in prayer and all that stuff? It's, hey, uh, and, I, and I've heard CJ say this, why aren't you shooting the ball more? Mm-hmm. Mm. Why, why, why are you not being more confident out on the floor when you, when you get your chance? And I'm sure you've had some of the same conversations when you were in the football program of – Hey, this this isn't you know. Yes, I'm here for a specific reason, but I, you you can't be confident in your relationship with Christ if you can't be confident in anything else. Yeah, 
And absolutely, I think that is speaking back to what CJ was explaining about how we look at where a teenager, you know, the places they are as turfs. And part of going into someone else's turf is speaking their language. Mm -hmm. And the language of a football player is a lot of times what happened on the field on Friday night or, you know, the way in which they're acting on the sidelines or in the locker room and just engaging them right where they are. And, you know, part of the reasons why me and CJ have those conversations is they also, they're also our language. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I don't just coach football because it's a good way to meet teenagers coach football. Cause I, I love football and I get to live out some of the same methods that I watched the men who invested in me as my coaches live out. And I get to have conversations with guys that I remember coaches having with me and walking alongside, you know, walking up after practice, maybe after they, you know, were the starting defensive back. And then all of a sudden Monday morning, Mm. something changed. Mm -hmm. And now they're running with the second team. I remember a conversation with a coach that I had after practice one day, he walked me back to my car. And had that conversation, and I get to have those conversations as well because I'm learning to speak their language. And I'm also hoping that that conversation will allow that kid to trust me enough that you know I might be the person that he calls when his dad walks out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or when something falls apart in his life. And knowing that those conversations, the heavy, serious conversations, they don't happen without, hey, man, you got to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Quit being so scared. Yeah. Shoot the ball. Let's talk a little bit about the future and what's coming up here, uh, you know, short term uh, with with some of the activities and some of the events that you guys have planned. And, and you've already touched on uh, the potential of opening up a wildlife program at White County Middle School. Talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up and what you guys have on, on your calendar. Yeah, well, this summer – for high school folks, we're heading to Carolina Point, a young life camp that sits right on the border of North and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Those dates are May 31st through June 6th. You got a couple of days to sign up for <laughs> for December 23rd. $50 deposit, you get a free comfort color sweatshirt, which is pretty fun. They're sweet. They're pretty nice. CJ got one. I did. So <laughs> that's coming up this summer. A young life camp is where our organization is at our best. It's mm. it's not the best thing we do. The best thing we do is walk into the life of a teenager. But we we God has been really gracious um, with resources to allow us to create these again resorts for teenagers. And it's just a chance to get away from life here and experience uh, what we consider a little closer to real life um, at a young life camp. So that that's happening. Plenty of opportunities to fundraise for that if you get signed up earlier. And then what's on the horizon, as we've now mentioned a few times, is we're really um, in the process of starting wildlife at White County Middle School. And so we're really reaching out, trying to get in in touch with parents and uh, people in the community who uh, both have middle school students or are just interested and involved in the middle school kind of culture there in White County because we want to continue to invest in teenagers and, again, reach every teenager Mm -hmm. that we can. And and we're glad that we get to do that in the middle school as well. Well, guys, really appreciate you coming on uh, the podcast with us. Uh, I think it's uh, one of the most important things that we can possibly do is is – as as leaders in a community but more importantly as as people who have strong relationships with god 
to be able to reach out and acknowledge uh, how much of an impact that you guys make on the kids here in the Upper Cumberland, regardless of the sport that they're playing. You guys are coaches, whether you realize it or not. And, and um, you know, especially the, the, the young life leaders, especially the new ones, I don't think they really grasp um, how important their role is and how the relationships that they're really uh, making with that. You know, someone as seasoned as, as CJ and some of the other ones are, they get it. But I know from my new young life yeah. leader uh, and my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, she's getting it now. But mm-hmm. I think when she first came into it, it was just – Hey, this is my opportunity to go play with a bunch of kids. Yeah, and and uh, she knew, you know, ultimately what it was about, and she was passionate about that. But the excitement of just being able to do the activities, the clubs, the things like that, was really the drive. And now you kind of see that light bulb going off. That hey, this, you know, that's fun and that's cool. But the, here's the real reason, mm-hmm. and, and been, really being able to lead people uh, to God with a, a strong, strong relationship. So. Thank you guys very much for joining us on this. Uh, uh, I appreciate everybody listening to Inside the Coach's Headset. A little bit different of a mix of of a subject matter, but all uh, just as important as anything else, if not, and certainly more. So uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having us. And and thanks very much. You've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset right here on ucsportsnation.com, brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 or go see him at 425 East Broad Street right here in Cook. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.